This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Time right now, 8-12. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning. Murfreesboro Parks and Rec in studio with us. Parks Director Nate Williams here. How are you this morning? Hey, Scott. Good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Good, man. Good. good. Hey, you know, I, good. I, you, you forgot our theme song again this no, morning. No, 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 no. Oh, you didn't? I've, I've got, I was going to tell you. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, I jumped in there. I, I was presumptuous in that. You know, it's all right. I had a friend. I, I called him. I said, hey, man, can you put together an opening for me that... <laughs> involves parks and rec you know yeah. and he said yeah yeah yeah, i'll do that so he, here's what he did i haven't listened to it yet okay i'm a little worried as to what he did because he he thinks he's funny a lot oh you ready for I'm, it i think i'm ready all right here it goes the stories of everyday people sometimes inspire extraordinary things Stories of gratitude and even adventure, but from everyday folks can change the way we think. With a small microphone, Scott Walker ventures off the paved path to find stories that inspire others. Scott Walker takes a hike to bring you today's interview. That's perfect. You know, he made it sound like I'm going in deep in the woods. I mean, I'm saying like... Talk to the Parks and Rec Department. That's where we stay most of the time. So, good, welcome. Good. Welcome. He made it more about me, I think, than anything else. That, that, that was very important. Scott centric. Yeah. We are among the willows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, well, anyway, thanks for having us, man. We, we love yeah, doing this once a le- month and uh, hanging out and talking about some of the things that are coming up. It's the least I could do. Yeah, thank you. The yeah, very so least. We're getting into a fun season in Parks and Recreation. Um, a lot of things kicking up and rolling and we're back to normal and how we're operating Uh, one thing that we're trying to get the word out about is we had some um, uh, an issue an unexpected issue a small project at sportscom uh, with some shower drains turned into a really big project something we never knew was that big so the opening of borough beach is going to be delayed a little bit uh, they're working day and night on the weekends to try to get that job complete. We, we got a press release about this. Yes, yes. So wait, wait a second. Wait. The, the whole problem with the outdoor pool opening involves shower drains? That's absolutely right. Isn't that funny? How, so, how is that? Yeah, so the, the locker rooms that serve that area are completely... Um, there's no floor in the bathrooms ah, and it's okay. uh there's no bathroom stalls there's no uh, showers or uh toilets when? or sinks so um it, it we can't do it so they're they're working on getting everything put back together like i said it was something that building was built in 1987 and um it's an issue that we didn't realize was that big until they started opening it up and we realized we had a significant um significant structure issue down there that they're working our contractors doing doing a good job and know you know knows that we're ready to get the pool open so we'll get it open as soon as possible when when is it usually open the saturday before memorial day so that'd be what this this coming saturday okay yeah so So we're missing it but we're going to be ready to go and uh, get people in the pool i know everybody's excited about that so so soon soon yeah not ideal but uh, like i said they're working as hard as they can and uh we'll get it open before too long you know the cool thing about that pool it's like kind of like uh you, you know how what was it wave country in nashville used to be mm-hmm. the pool mm-hmm. this is kind of like the pool for murphy's because you got all the water slides and everything yeah so we, we renovated that facility in 2010 
Uh, and a lot of people, I'm sure you remember, you probably swam yeah. in it when it was yeah. a big Olympic-sized swimming pool with two high dives and two low dives. That's where I started lifeguarding at. And, uh, and back then, it was the, the highlight was the high dive. Yeah. Did you dive off of it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Bold move. So. Well, you know, I'm a bold guy. <laughs> but, yeah, so the, the pool is going to be open soon, just yeah. not an exact date. Not an exact date. We're hoping uh, by mid June, at least, is really what we're hoping for. Okay. Um, and, and like I said, I'm optimistic that those guys are really working hard uh, and trying to get it taken care of. Like I said, they're working day and night and understand that we're ready to get this thing open. Our aquatic staff are working hard to get everything ready to go so we don't miss a beat once we can open. What, what does the aquatic staff do when there's no pool to open yet? Well, we still have, you know, we have three pools. So we'll have Patterson uh, and then we have the Sportscom Indoor Pool. So right now they're doing a whole lot of cleaning. It takes a lot to get a pool uh, up and running the fire department actually helps us fill that pool and it I, takes I heard the fire department go by just yep they, they just on cue just yeah, on cue that was good. but no so you we used to fill that pool and it would take about three days um with just normal two inch lines but uh, the fire department helps us open up a five inch line and fills that pool in six hours wow. which is amazing so over 500,000 gallons. So that is the latest from Parks and Rec. What else is going on? You know, it's a busy week this week. Uh, I got Thomas is here. He can he can share. I don't know. I don't remember exactly which year this is, but uh, we have Spring Fling, our 15th year uh, cool. of Spring Fling. So Thomas can come and tell you a little bit about what to expect traffic-wise and what sports we're hosting again and what this really means for the community. Okay. And this, the cool thing about Spring Fling, this is the only event like it in the country, really. Right. It's an Olympic-style uh event for high school sports it's the culmination of all the se of the spring season for five different high school sports uh, we'll have baseball soccer softball golf and track and field okay uh, and then the parks and recreation department we host three of those events so we'll host uh, all of the tennis at the adams tennis complex we'll host all of the softball at starplex mcknight park uh, and soccer will be at the Richard Siegel Soccer Complex. So 231 will be a busy uh, thoroughfare. I encourage anyone to kind of avoid that memorial or, uh, and 231 highway this week. Uh, but we've got close to 2,500 athletes and 5,000 fans that are converging on our city starting this afternoon. And it'll run through Friday. Okay. And uh, from what I understand, the hotel capacity, you know, in years past when we had Spring Fling, Hotel capacity was at like 75% full, I think. Now it's 63% right. full or something. So right. that tells us that people are getting back to normal, too. It is. It's it's getting back. And we've also increased our capacity since the last time. Of course, we didn't host Spring Fling last year, which would have been the official uh, 14 years. So it's 15 years this year. We started in 2006, uh, and Murfreesboro has been the home to it. You know, After 15 years, some of these fields and – uh, uh, courts become hollow ground. You know, a lot yeah. of state championships are won and lost on these, so that makes our facilities very desirable throughout the remainder of the year. Uh, everyone wants to play on those on those fields that state tournaments held on. Now, the indoor soccer arena, if you would, that's being built out there at the soccer park, is that open yet? Is that ready? No, we have we have some turf fields. We have four turf fields. Uh, just about it completed two we've been using and we hope to start using the other two uh this week or first and next week but now the indoors they're starting to put the foundations down for the uh the columns and that starts june 1st uh, so we anticipate hopefully having that indoor facility structure completed sometime late fall 
Uh, and then the entire project with the office buildings, the indoor soccer facility, and then eight synthetic turf fields, uh, we anticipate sometime in, in spring of next year we should have that entire project completed. That's going to be really cool. And you were describing the you know the whole complex kind of like the titans practice stadium right right absolutely it's a fabric type structure uh of course it's not uh, climate controlled uh but it will certainly make a, a big difference in particularly in the winter cut off that wind and and you know be protection against rain so we'll be playing soccer year round very cool uh, thomas laird with murphy's bro parks and rec anything else going on you know, spring fling kind of consumes the whole <laughs> the whole week for us on, on our side. I want to encourage everyone to be patient. Uh, you know, one of the things that makes Murfreesboro so desirable for the coaches, athletes, and athletic directors is the hospitality they receive, not just at the actual playing fields themselves, uh, but throughout the community, at the restaurants, and uh, just even moving through traffic. People are amazed at how courteous and how hospitable how much hospitality is extended during spring fling week so we want to encourage everyone to continue that know that this is a huge economic impact uh, it's about a 3.5 million dollar economic impact for us uh, which is pretty substantial uh, and that means lower taxes uh, for for our citizens so yeah tourism dollars are great dollars because you don't have to you know take the kids to school and all that right. stuff with that money it's it's right we, we don't have to provide trash service and and all that stuff they come in spend their money and then leave that's that, that's the best kind <laughs> right so what are we moving on to next what's the next topic this morning that's well we've got a a big event in june and uh von shell stembridge is here to tell us about her the juneteenth event at bradley academy hey so what is going on in june yes yeah, so we are celebrating our annual juneteenth festival it's on June 19th from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. But um, this year, we're actually going to do a three-day event. So we're, we're going to start the event um, celebrating Juneteenth, that emancipation of enslaved African Americans throughout the uh, United States. We're going to start on Thursday night with an author's night, so literacy. Um, we've been working with quite a few different organizations. Um, one book, one community, uh, Read to Succeed. We have a book that we've been promoting the entire year of 2021 and 20. Um, and so it's called Stamped, but we'll have six authors from Rutherford County who will be there from 5.30 until 7.30 and um, they'll be doing book signings pictures um it's just a, a fun filled night um and this is all at bradley academy right that is correct and the first day is thursday what thursday june the 17th okay so it leads all the way up to the 19th and then goes a, a couple days past that or yes it will it goes from june 17th through june 19th the actual day okay and and the tradition behind all this if i'm not mistaken was first started in texas and tell us a little bit about that if you would the background on all this yes yeah, so actually um we celebrate it's the african-american freedom day it's the last state in the united states to actually emancipate and um free the the texas remainder was. slaves yes that, texas that's wild you know that's one of the biggest states we have as far as land size but that's it's wild that that was the last state yes and um something else unique about it um in texas and other states they've actually 
um, notice it and it's a holiday for them so it's a day off for African Americans and so this year they're actually it's becoming a um, a worldwide a national holiday so um, that's something big where we would love for everyone to come out and just learn about Juneteenth um, come out learn about the museum the first african-american school in rutherford county so we just have so much to give and to um show the community and teach the community about juneteenth i i don't think i, I think there's a large portion of the population that doesn't know about bradley academy especially those who are new to the area but it was one of the first, or I guess the first, African-American schools in Murfreesboro, right? That is correct, yes. And it's, is it under the Parks and Rec, Nate? It is. You know, and Bradley is a, is a treasure. And I think, you know, Von Schell and her staff do a great job really telling the story of that facility and, and what happened from construction all the way through when it was renovated uh, in 1996 by some local advocates uh, when they were trying to decide if the building was going to stay or if it needed to go and what it was. But we had a, a group of local advocates who really put blood, sweat, and tears and money into this building. And then the city has uh, taken it and we program it, operate it. But I think one of the amazing things about Bradley is you can go and some of our volunteers that help give tours actually went to school at Bradley oh, wow. and have become friends of mine. And just hearing their stories, I've taken my kids my kids love it out there and hearing the stories about school you know what that looked like in that facility when, uh, it when did it stop being a school at what point in the mid 50s but then it reopened once schools were integrated they were overpopulated so it's became it was a hub for a lot of different things mid cumberland um, head starts came out of bradley academy they've um held quite a few different um, small child cares but it actually closed down for some years and it reopened in 1996 as a museum and that was really headed by mr willie mcgowan who was just a local treasurer who really put a lot of work in there you know there's great pictures of him doing the work in that facility to bring it back to what it is now now I'm look I'm picturing in my mind the school itself. It's not huge, so I mean it was not a, a real big school back then, was it? Unless they was it bigger back then? So no, it wasn't bigger, but it it housed over 150 students. So it was very overpopulated with minimum st staffing. So there was only five teachers at one point with over 150 students. So. That's a lot of students for um, five teachers. However, um, once in 1927, uh, Holloway High School came about and it became the high school and so this um, Bradley became the grade school. Now the, the interesting thing about the school is that you had kids who were living in Woodbury who were brought into Murfreesboro to go to school there because they did not have, in fact, I don't think there were schools in Woodbury that didn't allow for that integration of students so literally students would come as far as Woodbury to go to school yes yes um, over a five mile radius so some students actually walk to school I know my grandfather he stayed on Loki which is now Medical Center Parkway and that's I think he said about two or three miles mm -hmm. so I can't even imagine the Walter Hills uh, area and the Christiana area that there was a lot of um, stories that the seniors um, are actual friends of Bradley have told that they had to walk so yeah I don't think they had I don't think the African-American school had a school bus from what I understand no. no bus no bus they and they would also have to walk past two or three schools that were white schools 
It's crazy to think. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that long ago when you really no. look at history. Yeah. No, it's a, it's it's really interesting when you go and learn the history of that facility. It puts a lot of thing in pers- a lot of things in perspective. You know, it's a nice facility, uh, and it served a community. But you know, it's it's always great to see how far we've come as a society and how far we have to go. And so the first event is going to be on June seventeenth which is a Thursday at Bradley Academy. Yes, and then our second night is Youth Night. And I actually um, worked with a a senior from Oakland High School. She's getting her GOAT star, Jayla Jayla Wilson. She's getting her GOAT star as a Girl Scout. And so she had to host the entire event. And so on the Youth Night, they will have artists, um, young artists, young poets that will be performing and um, showcasing their their works uh, throughout the duration of the year and just um, celebrating Freedom Day and teaching their students their classmates about Juneteenth how often do you have you know students younger students come to you and they don't know anything about really the school to begin with and they don't know anything about the history that maybe their ancestors were part of so that happens quite often and with um the students this year with them being isolated i had so many to reach out to me all ages so we i have a panel a committee of youth leaders of rutherford county who came to me this year and was like we need to do something and so we decided to incorporate a a second night which is youth night and it's for um all kids um, but it's around the middle school to high school age and that night it'll start at four o'clock and it'll end at 7 30 but it's a, just a free night but it's it was actually coordinated um, everything the sponsorships all was created by the youth you know the, the cool thing about this is that local residents who actually went to school there are a part of what Bradley is today and that makes it very interesting I think for you know all the other school students out there if you would because they do get to learn firsthand what it was like growing up back then yes and, and you've got a lot of artwork there local artwork and you, you know on a regular basis there's local artwork that's displayed that's done by students and that's one of the neat things about Bradley Academy I think you know you look at Bradley now and if you it used to be where you'd go and you'd kind of see the exhibits and that was it but Von Schell and her staff are really keeping it fresh with different art exhibits different things that are coming in so I'd encourage people if you haven't been in, in a year or two uh, go back and check it out and just you know capitalize on some of that rich history we have here in, in Murfreesboro and can you just stop by and take a tour right now you you can yes we are open we are finally back open uh, we were closed for the longest, um, um, the museum and the theater uh, for Parks and Rec. And so we reopened in March, and we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. And we do have new exhibits. A new exhibit is actually going up for Juneteenth. We have MTSU Al Gore Center, who's going to do their I Am True Black. Their exhibit will be up during Juneteenth. We also have those students, the young people that I mentioned. They have an exhibit that's going up. And then I have about three community artists that will be showing all during Juneteenth. So that exhibit will stay up until the end of July. So I, I encourage everyone to come out and check out the exhibits. 
Bradley is a great place. It means a lot to me. I spent some time out there right when Parks and Recreation started getting involved with operations, and I met some some heroes and friends of mine, like Fred Benneby, as uh, a man who's a mentor to me, and he was really critical in making you know the renovation happen in the mid '90s, and Margaret Davis. Uh, and you know a lot of people out there uh, it's really impactful to see and I'd really encourage anybody this is a treasure that we have in the community uh, go check it out it's, it's 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 a great facility now if you're new to the area don't know where it is I can look out the front window of the yep. station and pretty much <laughs> see it so kind of describe how to get there and yeah. where it is so it's off of Academy Street right off of uh, Broad and I'd say if you're coming down Church Street and you're coming down towards Broad Street just look up to your right and you'll see Bradley Academy sticking up and you'll say Oh, wow. I've never really recognized that beautiful building. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so, again, all of these events coming up uh, starting June 17th, but you can also stop by, take a tour, learn more about the museum and what it used to be, and that's a schoolhouse. Yes. But you can learn more about it pretty much any time. Yeah. Yes, and I just want to encourage everyone to come out on June 19th at Bradley Academy Museum right in front of the building. We will have the facility open so you can check it out, but the event will start at 10 a.m. and it will conclude at 4 p.m. And the weather's going to be perfect, right, Ron Show? Perfect weather. Yep, it's going to be, yeah, All, always. sunny and 70. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Sounds good. And uh, Nate, uh, back to you. So what are we talking about next? Yeah, Scott, we've got a lot of things going on. Uh, Rachel is here and she's going to talk about some of the other things. One thing I do want to mention, though, uh, something that has become really a staple in our community is that on October 9th, we will be hosting again this year the middle half. Uh, so that is going to be happening down downtown Murfreesboro. Uh, this year's title sponsor is uh, Ascension St. Thomas, and we're excited to have them uh, partner. We get to partner with the middle half from a park standpoint and bring something like this to our community. So the, the announcement I want to give to your listeners this morning is that um, the registration for the middle half opens up on Tuesday morning, which is National Running Day at 6 a.m. So we expect a big event this year. Uh, but again, yeah, October 9th, downtown Murfreesboro. Don't miss it. Uh, come cheer runners on if you're not a runner. If you want to run and you think you might want to, uh, try some training programs and get out there and do it. Now, was it held last year no, because we, of COVID? No, we couldn't right. hold it last year. Uh, and, you know, things were trending in the right direction. And I know uh, the middle half board is working really hard on making this just a, a celebratory year and putting on just another fabulous event. And there's some things that I've uh, learned about some, uh, some giveaways and some uh, – uh, part of what you get when you register that's really exciting and i don't uh I, I can't say what that is but i think some of your your listeners that run will be very excited about what that group is doing uh to make this year really an exceptional year so again this year is it's sponsored by ascension st thomas rutherford uh, they've been, been a great sponsor and i know they're excited to work with them but the registration opens up tuesday morning which is national running day at 6 a.m this coming tuesday this coming tuesday not today not today yep. okay all right so now on to rachel singer and uh rachel rachel she's here she's the legend rachel oh, oh. okay and on that same day this is, this is Shell stembridge and on that same day we do have our annual heritage festival so usually i'm up at 4 a.m and i don't go to bed until after midnight but yes, at the Bradley Academy Museum, that same morning, we do host our annual Heritage Festival. Wait, the same morning that as the race? That same morning as the race. So right okay. immediately following the race, you can just run on down to 415 South Academy Street. 
and the event is an amazing event we have all we have dancing um, different uh, live bands but we also have a lot of vendors and it's you celebrating everyone's heritage on that day so. or, or halfway through the race just you know take a right and just run to Bradley exactly. Academy instead it's an easy walk it's, yeah it's, so it's an easy walk. once once you finish the race just jog right on over right I mean there's no way I could even walk a foot after oh you could half, you uh, could that's not true I promise you I actually I actually do it every year this will be well minus last year this will be my fifth or sixth year actually running right down right after the half marathon I'm in zone three I go right over to Academy Street she she runs the half marathon I, Sets, I do not. Oh, okay. I do not. I was, was going to make this a big I story work, for you. I work the half marathon. <laughs> Wait, how, how many years has the half marathon been going on? I can't remember. We we're on. Uh, I, I, if you wouldn't have asked me, it's more than ten. I, I fifteen years. Yeah, so. a, a long time. It's been a staple in our community. Man, every single year, I I have watched it. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we start and end in downtown now, so that's exciting. Uh, the finish is all now is going to be uh, at, at right on Main Street, which has been fun. And like I said, we're going to have a party. And this is our 15th year. I just got word from somebody who's very credible listening to us. So um, that's Melinda Tate. The Melinda Tate just texted me and said 15. Cool. And she said, don't ever forget that. Okay. Well, next no, year it's going to be 16. So. Next, yeah. <laughs> it can drive next year. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, what what's up next with Parks and Rec? Well, if we're talking about running, I think this is a great segue into you only have a couple more days to register for our Greenway 100. So if you want to, to get on a training program for the half marathon, this is a great opportunity. Um, you can register online. It's only $10, and you have a year to get 100 miles in on the Greenway. 100 miles in a year. Yes, and you can run it. You can walk it. You can bike it. You can hop it. You can skip it. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. That's what Rachel does. She skips it. <laughs> great skipper. 100 miles of skipping would be rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got we've got great Greenway, obviously. Um, a lot of people know about our Greenway. Um, and so it's a really neat opportunity to, you know, maybe if you're used to just doing one section of the Greenway, this might kind of encourage you to, to branch out and, and uh, do it all. Do it all. Yeah. You know, if you want to work out, go to the Walter Hill greenway area it's beautiful isn't it a lot, lot of hills but yeah it's, it's pretty it is and we're uh we're actually working on expanding that it's going to go another two miles to the north so we're excited about that that's a beautiful area up there overlooking the river and i guess the latest section to open would have been what the barfield area yeah Case we called lane that phase to, four okay Case and lane to barfield park that's getting a lot of usage um it's it's beautiful. I mean, I think all of our Greenway is beautiful, but it's got some really neat uh, areas to view the river. and Definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, the whole thing is very nice for sure. And uh, the cool thing about it, if you get hot walking, you can just jump in the river. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. Perfect. <laughs> so the Greenway 100, that is going on now. It and is. to register for that, be a part of that, what do you have to do? So you can just go online to murfreesboroparks.com um, and search for Greenway 100. Um, we've got the calendar feature on our website right now, which is uh, really up-to-date, really handy. So you can search anything um, that you're looking for, you know, a hike, Greenway 100. You can do it by program, by topic, or you can just look on the actual day um, if you're looking for something to do. So uh, if you want to register for Greenway 100, just go to our website, and um, it'll direct you to online registration. It's only open through May. Okay. So just a few more days. Rachel Singer with Murphy's Pro Parks and Rec. So anything else happening you want to 
highlight? So we're excited to be moving into summer. Um, we're gonna ha- we've got some a few more openings in in our camps. Um, I encourage people to look through that because we offer just a huge menu of camps and uh, always add more. They're always really popular. So uh, there are some some openings and um, you know check that out. Uh, there's a again back to our website. You can go for a full description and you can register online for that. Also for summer we have movies under the stars, which is really popular. It has been going on for years. It's now. a long running program. Yeah. It is so. Um, Monday is at Barfield, and Thursdays, Richard Siegel Park. Fridays is at Kaysen Trailhead, and then Saturdays is at the Fountain. So all all through the summer, um, each of those days, we've got a great um, great menu of movies coming up. They will start at 8.30. Now, I remember years and years ago, it, it wasn't part of the Parks and Rec Department, was it? It was an elderly man who started the whole idea of movies under the stars and i remember he used to set up and he would be so excited about it all i, I don't remember his name do you remember that name i don't remember the name uh I, marlene sewell would would get me if she was listening right now she would get on to me because i've heard the story over and over but it started and it was a great thing like rachel said it's been our longest running program now since the, you know murfreesboro parks and recreation took it over and it's a it's a fun way to get into a park and, and enjoy time with you know families and uh, just just a great great program yeah cool stuff so that is coming up and uh anything else there's always always things yeah, happening like a thousand things. i think it is. <laughs> i think uh if, if your listeners are curious about anything that they've heard or anything that's going on or that they might be interested in go to murfreesboroparks.com and that's an integrated calendar that you can search keywords and stuff like that but uh, that is our go-to now uh, so just go to murfreesboroparks.com and uh, I promise we have uh, whatever you might enjoy uh, that you and your family could participate in. Spring fling information can be found at TWSAAsports.com. Thomas Laird is back with spring fling. We're just bouncing all over the place. We're excited. Can you tell we're excited? I, I can tell. You can feel the energy, right? So now how many years? This is, what, the 28th year for the actual since spring fling was created right but 15th since parks and rec have been involved uh, i don't think spring fling actually started in chattanooga i think it was the early 2000s and they were in chattanooga then they went to memphis i don't know if they had as great of experience so they opened it up again and that's when rutherford county bid on it and we we acquired it in 2006 and so that contract came with a two-year option or extension so they've been opting to extend it you know for the last for years several and years, years. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so it's up again in june they'll vote to extend it two more years where hopefully we'll keep it at least till 2023 and i'm sure the chamber and cvb will work to continue hosting it and if i remember correctly it was actually an mtsu coach who kind of thought of the idea of having the spring fling for high schoolers and and you know cool stuff right yeah uh, Ronnie Carter, I think the former director, was the first one to implement that. And like I said, they did it in Chattanooga the very first year. Uh, and at first it was going to be something that moved around every two years. Uh, but after having a, a not such great experience in the West Tennessee, they decided to keep it here. Yeah, Murfreesboro is the best. I mean, it makes sense to have it Rutherford County first. Right. Sport, anyway. Sports capital of Tennessee, right? That's right. The center of the state. As we close this morning, uh, you wanted to what, play your theme song again, didn't I did, you? I did. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> I really want to? No, okay. I, I, because I only have this one version of it. Yeah. With the talking and all that. 
lots I don't of, have lots a of separate Scott music uh, only, you know. So gotcha. Anyway, so as we close this morning, Nate, is there anything that we left off? No, we, I, I, like I said, just go to MurfreesboroParks.com. Our staff was working hard. Our programming staff, our operations staff. I couldn't be more proud. And I was out yesterday uh, visiting with some of our maintenance staff that are getting ready for spring fling and just working on the parks. And uh, I just want to give them a lot of credit working out when it's been hot and and the work that they put into making our parks beautiful. Uh, so lots of work going on, and we're happy to do that uh, for the the visitors to Murfreesboro and the residents of Murfreesboro. I just got a text here. Uh, Hollis Harris yeah. is the one who started movie under the. Stars. So that's what I thought I was was thinking honestly, but I didn't want to say it because I couldn't guarantee. I'm all over yeah, the place. Yeah, you don't want to say morning. the wrong name. Yeah, yeah. I'm anyway, sorry. well, Nate, thank you for bringing everybody here and making sure that we got everything covered yeah thanks for uh, always letting us come on and talk about some of the exciting things that are happening yeah no problem i'll, I'll let you do it again thanks <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody wants more information again murfreesboroparks.com there you go all right well thank you and we'll see you again soon time right now eight forty-five. the action line on fm 100.5 and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk.